It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Calling all fans of comic book TVs and more. It's the Comic Con you've been waiting for. Connecticut's number one comic con, Terrific Con, returns to the Mohegan Sun this August 17th to the 19th. Come out and meet your favorite comic book artists and writers in the all-new Mohegan Sun Expo Center, the largest in all New England. Plus, Terrific Con has your favorite movie and TV stars like Lou Ferrigno, Henry Winkler, Ralph Macchio, and many more, all at Terrific Con. It's more than just a Comic-Con. It's a Terrific-Con with cosplay, live music, panels, and more. All at Terrific-Con at Mohegan Sun. It's three full days of Comic-Con action only at Terrific-Con this August 17th to the 19th. Remember, all kids 10 and under getting free with a paying adult. There's a lot of Comic-Cons out there, but there's only one Terrific-Con. Be there on August 17th to the 19th for Connecticut's number one Comic-Con only at the Mohegan Sun. For more information, visit us at www.terrificcon.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Word Balloon, the comic book conversation show. John Suntress here, really excited about today's show. Joelle Jones joins us. Man, I'm telling you, I am such a fan of hers, and I am embarrassed to say that I am a recent fan of hers. Now, I thought I was doing a good job going back to Lady Killer, her excellent series that she started with Jamie Rich and uh, took over very quickly. Two great volumes of crime stories set in the uh, late 50s, early 60s. One of my favorite eras to kind of look at. And her beautiful art, her incredible storytelling is so fantastic. But uh, her career goes a lot further back than that. And we're going to talk about a lot of her other works in our uh, conversation, or I should say commercial, for InStockTrades.com. But in this discussion, we certainly talk about Lady Killer. We talk about her work on Batman with Tom King. And of course, she is kicking ass on Catwoman. Two issues in, great story. Uh, great place to start off on Catwoman. The marriage between Catwoman and Batman uh, gets hurt at the altar. Catwoman doesn't show up. What's her next steps? We're following that story with Joelle, and it's fantastic. A great deep discussion into the character of Selina Kyle. Who is she? What is she to Joelle? And how is she taking care of her in the Catwoman book? I really enjoyed this discussion with Joelle, and I'm glad to share it with you on today's Word Balloon. It's brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. As always, League, thank you very much for your support. A few new members popped up in the last couple days, and uh, certainly the continued support is greatly appreciated as I continue my quest to bring you the best conversations in the comic culture here on Word Balloon. And the League helps me do that by providing me the support, subscribing via Patreon. If you enjoy Word Balloon, Help me out. Let your friends know how much you like Word Balloon and think they should be listening to it as well. But also, if you think Word Balloon is worth the price of a comic book each month, is it worth even a dollar a month, you can subscribe via Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash wordballoon or go to wordballoon.com, my website. Click on the Patreon ad right on, down the front page and it will take you to my Word Balloon Patreon page. Thank you very much, League of Word Balloon listeners. 
Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Let's take a look at some of the great books available now from Joelle Jones. You can get the first two volumes of Lady Killer. It's great. They're both at the same price, 42% off, $10.43. Or you can get things like Batman Trade Paperback Volume 5, Rules of Engagement. Uh, that includes uh, Joelle's great uh, encounter that uh, she draws between Catwoman and Talia. Uh, the Wonder Woman arc is in there as well. It's uh, Volume 5 of Batman, Rules of Engagement, 42% off, $9.85. Or you can get Helheim. The Witch War, a couple volumes of that featuring the writing of Cullen Bunn and the art of Joelle Jones. Volume 1 is 30% off, $13.99. Same with Volume 2, same price. You can also get a damaged version of Volume 2 at $11.99. And then she made a couple volumes of Troublemaker with Janet and Alex Ivanovich. Uh, this is another great Dark Horse product. They are 42% uh, off each. And it's $10.43 for Volume 1 or Volume 2. She also worked with our buddy Charles Soule on Letter 44, Blue Shift, Volume 5. Uh, this is 30% off, $13.99. Some of the great stuff. Also, let's mention Supergirl being super. super. We did briefly mention that uh, conversation and, and trade that uh, she worked on. That's available as well at 42% off, $9.85. So lots of Joelle Jones product is waiting for you at InStockTrades.com. Check it out. Great books at great prices. Your orders of $50 or more receive free shipping. Our good friends at InStockTrades.com. All right, without further ado, let's get into our conversation with Joelle Jones now on Word Balloon. Joelle Jones, welcome to Word Balloon. As I was just telling you off the air, long time coming, and I'm, I'm glad you're finally here. Yeah, thanks for having me. My pleasure. Uh, Jesus, you've been doing comic books that I've loved for years, but I kind of want to get the origin story. So when did comics become a thing for you? Uh, was it before you started drawing? Uh, no, I mean, I've pretty much been drawing uh, since I could pick up a pencil. But uh, I got into comics. I was probably about eight years old. Cool. Uh, started stealing them from my older brother and his friends. <laughs> and, um, yeah, I was hooked. Excellent. What titles? Uh, I was actually my very first, my very first one. Well, my very first one, I think, it was Superboy, and I hated it. Um, <laughs> Why? Talk to me. <laughs> but the the one that really got me was uh, Punisher. I became cool. obsessed. Excellent. Yeah. What was wrong with Superboy? Oh, it just wasn't my cup of tea. Like I, I tend to like darker things, and so for me, when I was a kid, like I was even as a kid, I just was more interested in darker stories. I can appreciate that. All right. And yeah, Superboy's pretty. I, I, I love Superboy. But yeah, it's, it's pretty white toast. I can appreciate that. So. <laughs> no, there's, there's a place for him. It. it was just not sure. something that really appealed to me, I guess. I'm with you. So was Oni your first... When did you start thinking about drawing comic books? And what, what were your early things? I, and I mentioned Oni, obviously, but you tell me. Uh, well, I... Let's see. I mean, I, I was drawing comics... I mean, it was the art that really got me hooked. Sure. Uh, and I was already interested in drawing a lot. So, you know, it, they just kind of went hand in hand. As soon as I started reading comics, I started drawing them uh, for myself. But I didn't really do my professional, first professional thing until I think it was with Dark Horse was my first. And that was an anthology. Okay. Wow. I Now, while you were drawing and learning how to draw, because obviously you've got this amazing eye for fashion, it's incredible, and, and we'll get into, you know, obviously uh, Catwoman's wedding dress eventually, but, uh, you know, even 
uh, you know, my my first exposure to you was Lady Killer. But tell mm-hmm. me, like, so you said the, you know, yeah, just tell me when did fashion kick in as far as a fascination for you? Uh, I think it's always been there on the periphery. I mean, you know, I love, I love sewing and I love creating. Um, I'm terrible at it, but I've always enjoyed it. I like working with my hands. Okay. And my mother sewed all of our clothes growing up. That's great. And so the construction of garments and, and, and the work that goes into it, it was always there as a love, I guess. Okay. And so as I was drawing, you know, I get to put all those elements in. So, yeah, it just kind of happened organically. I didn't really think about it too much. So do you have like a big file uh, folder or do you just like go through magazines as you get assignments and stuff? I mean, where does your inspiration come from? Uh, I mean, it, it depends on the job or, you know, what I'm doing. I think... For Lady Killer, I have just files of amazing vintage finds and dresses and like interesting patterns cool. that I've come across. Uh, so that one is definitely about me playing with clothes and uh, you know uh, backgrounds and scenery and like that's just a love fest of all the things I like. That's cool. Um, yeah, but then like for other things like. You know, doing Catwoman right now, mm-hmm. she's very glamorous. Uh, so it gives me an excuse to watch all the runway shows and um, and try to infuse, like, you know, a dream closet, I guess, on a character. So it's really fun. Well, and you mentioned runway shows. Did I read correctly that your art was featured at a runway show? Yeah, it was me and uh, I think five. They were five artists total. Um, all comic book ladies, and uh, yeah, it was a Prada. Wow, fantastic! Yeah. Really cool. Yeah, and I got a purse out of it. Too. <laughs> That's great. I would hope so. At the very yeah. least, I would hope so. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, no, that was really exciting. That's great. I'm so glad you mentioned patterns because truly, you and, and Howard Chaikin, when he does retro vintage stuff, I'm always mm-hmm. excited to see. You know the patterns beyond beyond the the design and stuff like that, and it seems the two of you in particular really have that eye, and oh, it, yeah. it, it just great. makes the art pop that much more when it is a real kind of intricate pattern. Yeah, and I think you know you can you can tell I think when an artist is like really into what they're doing, and it definitely comes across. Who were your art influences? Who were the people that you enjoyed you know reading the most? And I'm glad you mentioned Punisher. That's interesting. So. Yeah, I you know it's it, it changes all the time. I'm always discovering new artists to get excited about. It was definitely a lot of mid-century illustrators. Um, you know, they were a huge influence on me. Uh, like paperback cover like, people, or hmm? like paperback cover people as far as artists, or no, more like uh, well, I mean, I know it's 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 I love Rockwell like a lot. Sure. It's Jesus. and I learned a lot about storytelling from him, like looking at his stuff. Yep. Um, so a lot of that, and then like, you know, the fifties and sixties, then it's going more into like the pulp covers and, uh, but a lot of like magazine articles trying to get a single idea through one image. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, all right, let's talk lady killer before we get to Catwoman because God damn that. What a great, seriously great, two great, uh, arcs. And I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, and I want you to keep doing DC as long as you want doing stuff. Will you get back to her? Yeah, I can't. I can't stay away from her. I, uh, you know, I, th- I think I'm gonna take like a month off, and I'm like, ugh, I'm so tired. I did, you know, that was a lot of work, 
I'll take a month off and then I just miss it so much. And I'm like, you know, I haven't, I haven't drawn anybody getting murdered in a while. I'm like, I really miss it. Well, and, and, and Celine is a different kind of bad girl. Yeah. Yeah. She's not, a, I mean, she's definitely not going to be murdering people. Right. And, uh, you know, it's a different type. It's like, she's a for real, I think like a heroine. Um, and, you know, Josie from Lady Killer is not. I, I like that she's <laughs> a bad person. Yes. Well, they're great stories. And, and honestly, my mom was so that era. Like her, oh. her her 20s to 30s was like 55 to 65. And she totally was this woman that, you know, I mean, I see Laura Petrie and I see, you know, Jackie Kennedy and I see pictures of my mom. And, you know, she was. She was part of that cocktail bossa nova like generation okay. and stuff and you know didn't mind rock and roll but really was that late jazz 50s early 60s period that kennedy era and i yeah and well, i love the, that, go ahead i'm sorry let's hope that's where the similarities uh well, yeah no she didn't take a, <laughs> yeah she didn't take a cleaver or an axe to anybody so that's okay, okay. but no honestly <laughs> it's, it is it's like looking at <laughs> photographs of my mom in her prime and everything and i just i love that and i love you know, and again, uh, fashion knucklehead. I mean, Prav, you know, Prada, and I know. I was going to say Pravda yeah. for a second. Prada, I know, <laughs> very different. Uh, but no, um, you know, like was the classic Jackie Kennedy suit? Was that like a Chanel suit, basically? Uh, that one was. I mean, actually, uh, the pillbox hat that uh, she's wearing uh, is the uh, Avon ladies uh, uniform. Sure. Okay. Yes. Of course. Good lord, and I even remember the tail end. Of Avon calling in the same. <laughs> yeah. Good Lord. That's Yeah, awesome. I've had a lot of bad makeovers done by Avon lady. <laughs> that's cool. But again, man, I, I that's what's great. You got this uh, straight-up cool villainy crime story going on in Lady Killer. And then also, you know, all the bonus stuff at the back. Oh, you know, here's, here's some here, – I love the uh, kind of paper doll kind of thing. Oh, <laughs> I know. I love that. I <laughs> I do. I love a lot of the old uh, romance comics. Yeah. Uh, because of all those little bonuses of like, they just make me laugh, like teaching girls how to dress and, you know, how to behave on dates, like all these tips and advice in the back. Uh, I just get a kick out of them. You know, I'm doing in a couple of weeks Terrificon in Connecticut and shame mm -hmm. on me. I'm going to look up the woman's name, but one of the last romance DC editors is going to oh, be wow. there, and Paul Kupperberg is going to interview her. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm really excited about it, truly. Because I, again, as a little kid, remember the tail end of all that stuff, and even seeing, like, Charlton do romance and stuff and reprint romance mm -hmm. comics and stuff. And it really is. It's it. I find it fascinating because, really, you know, comics did become the boys' club in a lot of ways. But and, and certainly, you know, that wasn't the only avenue available to, to a girl to to enjoy comics. But but I do think it was it's too bad because it really it thrived for, you know, since it began in the 40s uh, up, yeah. up until the 70s. And it was kind of disappointing that it stopped. Oh, some of those ones in the 70s are hilarious. <laughs> like they are just incredible. But, I mean, you know, I, I, I something about the simplicity of the stories well, and, and uh, you know, that was just... And, and, and just the fun with fashion stuff. It's very charming. Well, absolutely. And honestly, the, the simplicity was in the hero books as well. I mean, in, in a mm -hmm. different way. And and it really was more about the art. And I was just talking to Roy Thomas. And, you know, Vinny, uh, Vinny Coletto always gets maligned as a <laughs> as kind of a, a jerk of an anchor and wouldn't do everything that curvy 
penciled and would even erase stuff to get the job done. And meanwhile, <laughs> he would do these beautiful romance comics, and he, and he drew beautiful women. John Romita, Sr., also. Oh, those are beautiful, yeah. And did, Steranko did some as well, I think. Absolutely, of course. You know, I mean, that's... No, and even Neil Adams, I think, in his comic strip stuff. I mm. think more in, like, Dr. Kildare. Used to, you, oh, yeah, yeah, of course. You know, stuff like that. So, no, I love Lady Killer. Now, um, you know, initially, and you did a couple other previous books with, with Jamie Rich as well. And I'm glad that you, you know, you, you clearly, I mean, the, the second volume I know is all you. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, tell me about the collaboration with Jamie. You know, it was, um, I think, you know, I really wanted to strike out and do something on my own and, and write something. Um, not because I was really interested in being a writer. You know, I still don't really enjoy writing. Hmm. Um but it was a means to an end to tell the story I wanted to tell, um, just because the kind of book I wanted to draw didn't exist. So, sure. Yeah. Uh, I had to. I had to write it, and but I was really scared. I've never written anything before, and uh, I'm. You know, I barely get back to people by email. Uh, <laughs> so I wanted him there to kind of like guide me along, help me out, like. And, uh, yeah, I think he stayed on. He did some dialogue, I think, in the first two or three. And then I just kind of kicked him out. <laughs> okay. Of the of the second volume or, or right at the beginning even? In the first, yeah. Okay. Oh, so great. I, okay, cool. He helped me with the uh, – he did the he did a lot of the dialogue in, okay. I think, uh, the first two or three issues. And then I was like, okay, I get it. You know, I can – let me take over. Yeah, Let me see what fine. I can do. <laughs> yeah, all right. Yeah. No, absolutely. No, I, I. That's very interesting. I didn't even notice uh, a, a continuity difference at all when you when you took over. So that's cool. Um, well, it did get less wordy, and I. <laughs> fair enough. Okay. I realized really quickly. I'm like, oh, like the more words I use, the more it covers up the art I spent so much time on. So everybody's going to be pretty simple. <laughs> I understand. That's cool. Well, but that's an artist writing for themselves. So. <laughs> I hear you. Well, let's all right now. Let's lead up to Catwoman and talk a little bit about you know working with Tom on Batman. And mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so like, did, you know, did he ask for you? How did how did you guys uh, manage to work together? He did. Yeah, he'd been asking for a while, and I was just so busy. Uh, I was doing Supergirl and Lady Killer at the same time. Yes, I'm glad you mentioned Supergirl. We'll we won't forget to get into Supergirl <laughs> later. But go on. Yeah, that book's so sweet. Um, but yeah, he, I, you know, our schedules just never fit together, really. Um, but when you know, I finished Supergirl, I finally had some room, and, and he's like, "You still interested?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, like I would love to draw Batman." So, um, yeah, it was it was a blast. Well, you know, good lord, great arc, and uh, I love the oh, idea yeah. that you know, yeah, there's, I mean, Talia. All the decades, and I just talked to Denny O'Neill, and we really we well, the only thing we talked about would tell you was he was kind of against the Son of a Demon story, uh, the mm. original story. He's like, eh, I don't know if I like that. <laughs> oh, I love it. Oh, it's a great story. Well, and he, just the idea of it. And he even said he goes, Mike did a great job, and of course he did. Great story. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and again another well, and it just shows that you know Talia was the one woman that got inside before mm. Selena. And you know there is this basic kind of old girlfriend. I mean, it's it's cute dialogue and stuff, and, of, and yeah. great action as well. Of and and I was hoping to see Talia and, and Selena throw down. That had to be fun to draw. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. It was really fun. I mean, I like drawing Talia a lot. Um, you know, and then 
I, it gave me a chance to really figure out how to draw Catwoman. You know, it was a really great opportunity to just kind of learn on the job uh, how to draw her. Well, well, I'm still learning, but <laughs> well, you're doing great. I with with Talia was that was that your design for her look for her outfit? I think I was forwarded the costume uh, and told that's the costume, but oh. I was. As, as far as, you know, it, 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 for art, for her, like, her face, I didn't really, uh, nothing was there. I looked her up on Wikipedia, and I was like, oh, okay, so, so she's ethnic, and she's from here, and I think, you know, so I just went from there. I understand, uh, and yeah, there really wasn't, uh, I think, uh, a consistent look for Talia. Yeah. I think you're right about yeah, that. Yeah, it was all over the place. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, and even Roz, and I, and I, I like that you made her more a person of color and everything. I think that's uh, makes sense in terms of the region. We don't know. I don't really know if even I know Rucka really went into Talia and then uh, the other sister Nissa and everything. But I don't know how mm. much we know about Razakul's wife and Talia. Mm, I don't mother. know. Yeah, I know they're both from different places. I don't know. Okay. But I didn't. I, I just assumed that uh, other people had been drawing her like that, and then I was told later, like, "Oh no, you drew her looking like Persian," and I was like. Oh, <laughs> well, nobody else has. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with and, you. I'm always surprised. Yeah, no, she was. Yeah, you're right about that. I, I, uh, I, I again, I think it was a terrific uh, story. And so, tell me in terms of because I'm assuming conversations with Tom led to what you're doing in Catwoman, as far as uh, from a writing standpoint, or not? Tell me. Uh, you know, I, I, I came to Catwoman in, in a kind of a roundabout way. Uh, I was doing the DC Writers Workshop. I was doing the very first uh, one they had. Uh, with Scott Snyder was the teacher, and you know, uh, I learned so much uh, in that class. But we had to turn in scripts um, with characters, like you know, I think two or three of them, and one of mine was Catwoman, and they liked my take on the character. So they were like, you know, would you be interested in doing a Catwoman series? I'm like, of course. Terrific. Catwoman's the best. Uh, but, you know, she was in Tom's book doing all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I they found a great place, kind of like Double Dutch, for me to just kind of jump in, you know, uh, get people on board with the way I was drawing Catwoman, and then, you know, eventually it would be you know, this whole thing's going to go down and then Catwoman will have her own series. So it was just really fun. But, you know, it took a long time, but yeah, it was a blast. Well, it's uh, worth the wait, at least from a reader standpoint, because, yeah, we're we're in a really interesting place for both characters. Now, we should mention, of course, the wedding dress, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm glad got the, the the attention it deserved because it, it really is great. And I, and I remember, you know, I mean, there have been really great moments where artists have been able to uh, do do wedding things, and I remember Amanda Connor a few years ago getting to do mm-hmm. Canary and uh, Ollie and everything Green Arrow. Um, so and and of course now I'm even ble- well it was Mike Perkins I think who did the uh, the X Men wedding a couple years mm-hmm. ago, and I don't even know who did the current one because I don't I don't I don't focus on X Men that much. I have to <laughs> I have to Mike Grell of course back in the seventies did uh, Saturn oh, yeah. Girl and uh, Lightning Lad. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I s- I can't remember. It was it's Colossus and Kitty getting married. That's right. right. Of course it is. Yeah, but I don't even know. I, I don't even know who's drawing. I think right. J. Scott Campbell did the dress. Oh, nice. Okay, yeah, it was well, really that's, cool. a, that's a good choice. There you go. So yeah, so no. tell he me knew what he was doing. So what were you looking for with Selena? I mean, you know, I'm, again, uh, Luddite. You know, I'm glad I got Prada right. So you know, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
It's, <laughs> I did not, I was really pushy. I think it was last San Diego or this last, you know, uh, 2016, mm-hmm. no, 17. 17. Yeah, and, yeah. uh, I knew they were getting engaged. And so I was at a thing with Tom and I, Tom King and I, I, I walked up to him like, Hey, I don't know if that woman's wearing a wedding dress, but I will, I'm going to, I want to design it. Like, cause I don't want to see her in a white, boring yeah. dress. Yeah. Uh, I just don't see that that is, <laughs> and I'm like, and I, you know, I have to write and draw Catwoman after this and I'm not going to just, I'm not going to let that stand. I didn't say it in such strong words, but, uh, he's like, yeah, fine. It wasn't a thing, and I think I'd forgotten about it, and then I just got an email from Jamie, who's my editor on, or he's the editor on Batman. Right, okay. Uh, he He's like, hey, that wedding dress, do you got anything? I'm like, oh, am I still doing that? He's like, yeah, do you want to turn it in tomorrow? I'm like, yeah, okay. And so I just kind of like noodled around, uh, drew a bunch of different designs, turned them in to Tom and uh, Jamie, I think Tom just had his daughter look at it because uh, I got like a silence on the other line from a bunch of dudes. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> and I was like, well, OK, I'll just I took Tom's daughter's uh, suggestion and I kind of combined three of the dresses that I liked the most and then uh, came up with that one was like in the middle of all of them. Am I right? Because, you know, seriously, I read comics and then I flush my brain. Um, didn't you show some of your other alternate Designs? Yeah, I think it was floating around the internet. I didn't put that. I don't know how it got off. I don't oh, know man. how it got off. How about that? Okay. What is that yeah. like? <laughs> hey, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah. I think, I mean, it's so sweet because I, I, I'm sure somebody in publicity or marketing saw it and they're like, oh, you know, I think people would enjoy seeing the process. And it's just not something I think about, you know, people enjoying. These are just, you know, me thinking things through so yeah it's super flattering when people get excited about like preliminary sketches and you know the behind the scenes kind of work that happens well again i love that stuff in lady killer i think uh you know yeah there's a ton of that stuff in both volumes so i you know yeah i'm I'm glad somebody and and i'm glad that it was official (laughs) i'm like oh did somebody like snatch it i don't know so. Oh yeah, no. Somebody snuck into my apartment and grabbed. Well, you know, no, well, but you know, you know how uh, the comic under uh, world as <laughs> That's far as true. yeah, you know all the crap that gets leaked and everything inadvertently. Yeah. So, oh my god, too funny. Well, and then also love uh, Selena's dress on the first issue of Catwoman. Now we're talking before issue two comes out. It's going to come out tomorrow. Oh yeah, I'm trying to remember what she wears. Oh, that black and yeah. white number, and she's barefoot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's like a it's like a helmet line kind of thing. Oh, it's, okay. That's the designer that you're kind of influenced. Yeah, by. Yeah, I kind of I, I I feel like she would like that designer. <laughs> I think it looks great. No, absolutely, great start to the story. Um, and you know, do you envision how long you might be on Catwoman? I mean, I you know, I don't want to. I mean, like Tom, you know, laid out. Hey, I'm doing a hundred hundred issue story about Batman. Period. Boom. Mm-hmm. You know, I I, I you know I. I think it'll just depend on the response, how much people like it, you know, if it does well. And if it does, I think, I, you know, I'll definitely be on it for a while. I I love the character. I love I love being in her world and it's just really fun. So I think right now the plan is for me to do write and draw a, a five issue arc and then 
stay on to write the next arc while somebody else draws it. Okay. And then if I'm lucky enough to have it keep going, then I will jump back on drawing after that. Well, that's great. Uh, that's great that you'll alternate. And maybe then obviously give you time to work on, you know, either something mm -hmm. you owned or like getting back to Lady Killer, which would be awesome. Yeah. Well, I'm writing <laughs> Lady Killer right now. Fantastic. Third, yeah, the third one. So now it's just a matter of carving out some time to draw it. I'm hip. That's great. That's excellent. Well, back to Selena. So Selena was your top DC character that you wanted to draw, or was there someone else? No, I mean, I've always been obsessed with Catwoman. I've had a fascination with her. I've just, I've loved that character. You know, I find her to be one of the most multifaceted, uh, really well-worked-on female character. You know, she's sure. she's actually got a lot of interest to her, and you can't mistake her uh, for any other character. Agreed. Uh, Who? So, yeah, I've always just liked her, and I was really drawn to her, and I love how complicated she is. You know, she's just so interesting to me. Um, so, yeah, I, I think when I was picking characters to write in the workshop, mm -hmm. I tried to avoid Catwoman altogether because it was like, I don't want to be that girl that only can do girl characters. I'm with you. Uh, and so I was struggling around and trying to, you know, I wrote some other characters, but I just didn't get super into it. And then I was like, oh, forget it. You just want to write Catwoman, so just do it. <laughs> I was like, all right. And then I started to have a really good time. I'm like, okay. Did um, Are there other runs of Catwoman that you really enjoyed? I love the Darwin Cook sure. uh, run. I just find that, like, uh, it reminds me of, like, a lot of, like, um sort of like Hitchcock uh, sure. adventure, Cary Grant kind of, yeah. Takes it, yeah. I, I just find it, it I, I think it's a, a lot to of To Catch fun. a Thief, I was going to say It Takes a Thief, that's Robert yeah. Wagner, but yeah, To Catch a Thief. Yeah, To Catch a Thief, exactly. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's it's got this definite like cinematic feel to it that I think is really fun. You know, Grace Kelly, if you dyed her hair, I think would have been a fine Selena, especially in that movie. Ava Gardner, of course. Yeah, oh my gosh, Ava Gardner would be great. <laughs> I love. See, I love classic movies. So, oh, I do too. I had a girl. I figured when you're mentioning to, to catch a thief and everything, so that's cool. I, I, oh, I, who's the other one I thought would be good casting for her? She was in uh, An American in Paris. She's a dancer. Oh yes, and the yeah, the little French woman who's fantastic. Yes. Good lord, I see them now. They're dancing uh, to Our Love Is Here to Stay. I'm with you. Yeah, like her facial Leslie features. Caron. Yes. Oh, that's Leslie interesting because yeah, she's she's. Uh, because she is more childlike than I would than I would you know make Selena almost like if Selena yeah. had a pre-traumatized period, I could see Leslie Caron. Yeah, yeah, I think, but just like her lip shape and the eye shape, it's very feline, and I just oh, interesting, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, just the look of her, you know, I think, and then what was it, Pamela Goddard? I think Paulette Goddard, of course, my God, oh, Paulette, lovely, yeah. holy cow, man, Chaplin's uh, one of Chaplin's wives. And, yeah, uh, yeah, just stunning. Oh, and, yeah. you know, I like to combine a bunch of those actresses all together and shake up the pieces and see what sticks. Hedy Lamar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Well, I think she was one of the original inspirations, or at least was a story that was being told. Yeah, that makes sense. That really makes sense. And, of course, you know, I'm sure everyone knows this that's listening. But, you know, yeah, I mean, Selena shows up in the first issue of Batman, which is pretty mm -hmm. cool. And also... It's interesting that that issue had both the Joker and Batman together. Mm -hmm. Pretty neat stuff. Um, so yeah, you mentioned before you think Selena's you you consider Selena a heroine, and um, 
Because I was going to ask, like, you know, she and Bruce are broken people. Mm-hmm. Differently, but still broken people and stuff. And I, I wondered how broken you th- or broke <laughs> you think she is. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't know. I, I definitely think she's broken. Um, but I think, I don't think, like, in a, in a victimizing sort of way. Do you know you. what I mean? Yes, I do. Like, she's using this brokenness and it's driving her and her decisions, uh, you know, and I think that's how you, how she ended up the way she is. Um, but definitely not in a, a victimized kind of way, but more of a, like a, I'm just fucked up. Like, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, and that's actually a better way to say it is that she is fucked up as opposed to broken. So, no, I'm with you. And she clearly, I think she is more secure in who she is than even, well, yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, again, I love the idea that uh, as as much as the rug was pulled out from people that they didn't get married right away, mm-hmm. um, I do understand. And it's that that's a sensible thing for Selena to think. And obviously, mm-hmm. as, whether she was influenced by the Joker's conversation or she came to it herself that if I make him happy, is he still going to be able to be the person that he needs to be? Yeah, and I think, you know, it takes somebody that realizes that um, which that last issue or that 50, it was yeah. just so beautifully written. It was just gorgeous. Yeah, yeah I think it takes somebody that sees the damage in themselves and others and, you know, definitely because of her past and where she's come from and who she is, she's able to kind of gauge a situation and, and see which way the wind would blow. You know, uh, I love that. I love that take on her. And I just thought it was lovely. Well, and again, I, I like that, you know, there's an undercurrent, obviously, that it's it's still with her in your first issue. Um, mm-hmm. But you get things going and, you know, you've got her in this uh, new location. Now, is that is this an American city or is this? A, it a, is. Okay. I'm sort of, I mean, it's it's kind of based on L.A. Okay. Uh like the part of L. Oh, I just moved from LA, so the part of LA that I was actually in. Okay. Um, but you know, obviously, I need her to be jumping off of buildings, so <laughs> it's like if LA was built up instead of out. Villa, Villa Hermosa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now, and I and uh, and I I wanted to get uh, to uh, the antagonist that you've created here because things start off in a very. She's the governor's wife, and forgive me, what is her name? Uh, Raina Creel. Raina Creel. Okay, like Crusher Creel. Uh, but not. And she is married to a governor. And mm-hmm. and in at the beginning, we've got this very Bill and Hillary 60 Minutes kind of scene happening and stuff. <laughs> and uh, and then, man, nice corner as, uh, as she takes her face off. Good Lord. Yeah, she's so gross. <laughs> I love her. <laughs> and clearly messed up. And we've got a bunch of uh, we've got a bunch of uh, copycat women. Running around. Mm-hmm. The first one, a little Halle Berry nod? Uh, or no? No, I, I've never seen it. Well, neither have I. But I also, I almost wondered because, man, I don't know. It just looked horrible. And and, and maybe you know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that's me talking. And all right, you're laughing, so you obviously agree. But yeah, I just almost wondered if that was kind of a nod of that there's a faux cat woman running around and it happened to be, a, you know, a, a black cat woman. And that, uh, you know, she just kind of... It, it to me almost felt like subtext of 
All right, I know you had your little uh, patience, whatever the hell her name was in that in that movie. Mm-hmm. For and my my assumption is that Michael Uslan probably would have because he had the Batman and still does the option on Batman movies and is always kind of an executive producer that to make a Catwoman movie. I mean, I should even look at the credits, but I just kind of assumed they did their own story to avoid the Batman world. I think, yeah, I think I did hear that. I think that uh, the rights were tied up. So like certain like origins and all the things, everything had to be changed. Um, I don't know. I never saw it. All I know about it is somebody told me there's a scene they play basketball, and then I was like, I'm out. I don't – I'm not interested. <laughs> I swear, I, yeah, I haven't seen it either. And, I, yeah, I really – like I said, I mean, she's – Selena is perfect. There's no reason to, you know, try to do it. And that's kind of why I wondered if the scenes with this initial yeah. copycat was kind of a comment on – like, hey, no, no, not at all. Okay. I, you know, a lot of those, uh, a lot of the, the things like that, uh, it's just art decisions, like in the moment. Okay. Uh, where I'm like, oh, it'd be cool to see her fight like 20 of them. <laughs> um, yeah, that's well, that's where you leave us on issue one. So I guess, oh, we're going to have a big Kill Bill kind of fight scene and everything happening in issue two? Yeah, I mean, excellent. I don't know why I did that. It was the worst decision. I have such bad deadlines. And to draw to draw her fighting twenty people all in the same costume, it was so stupid. I mean, I had fun, but it was just a. If I had much longer to draw, it would be great. But <laughs> how is with it, the time I have? Well, how I don't know uh, why I did that. Honestly, how is it uh, meeting those kinds of DC and Marvel sort of deadlines? Because I know, like Dark Horse, you know they're smart. They let you guys bank uh, a bunch of issues, and then they release something, and you know. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, yeah. So how, how's it going in terms of making the monthly deadline? Well, uh, I didn't do that with Lady Killer. So right. Lady Killer was it was. I had two, I think, done, and then we went rolling on it. Oh, okay. But okay, um, I've been, you know, I've been doing comics for a really long time, and I really, you know, I, I don't know why I do this to myself, but uh, it's at one point I was doing um, two monthlies at once. Um, with uh, Helheim and Lady Killer at the same time, uh, and I was doing that with uh, Supergirl to a lesser extent. Okay, because uh, that was a forty-eight page issues, uh, and then was I was forty-eight doing, page issues. Yeah, I think it was four forty-eight or eight. I can't remember. Okay, but anyway, uh, yeah, the deadlines have been insane. <laughs> yeah, uh, for years now, um, but you know, I, I I do it to myself. I I, I I get really excited about projects, and I say yes when I should say no, because uh, I don't have the time. But I'm like, no, I'll find the time. I'll figure it out. Uh, so yeah, it's just been a mad dash for I don't know the last six years. What uh, what don't you like to draw? Because everybody's got like whether it's horses or cars or doing the multi- mm-hmm. multiple people and you know that kind of thing. Like you know, I get really sick of. Uh, kind of cliched things or just because it's hard to do it in a new light and in an interesting way. So like rooftops, um, you know, sure. oh, geez, sure. another rooftop That's where they live. <laughs> so many roof. I mean, you can do so many interesting <laughs> things with rooftops so often. Then you just, you get rooftop fatigue. It's too much. <laughs> I understand. Don't. And then really boring rooms, like office spaces, uh, you know, things where there's just not a lot of opportunity to put in personality. 
Um, I I just groan and can't stand it. Well, your fight sequences have a lot of personality, so I imagine you enjoy choreographing fight scenes. I do, yeah. Um, I, I it's a kind of a weird process, but um, my boyfriend uh, uh, does uh, fight choreography. Oh, that's great! That's cool. And. So I'll come up with these ideas. I'm like, all right, so I want her to be strangling this guy with a bra. Uh, and then he's going to roll over and then he's going to knock her out with an old phone. And I'll take my thumbnails to him and I'm like, okay, here's what I got. She's going to do this and do that. And he's like, okay, first of all, you can't do this. And her arm's over here and that's not going to work. And so he'll get up and he'll we'll act it out, like kind of work through the motions. Gotcha. And figure out how a person would deal with this sort of situation. Um, and then I go off and draw the thing. So it's, it's, it's fun. I really enjoy it. And it, uh, he's taught me a lot about what, <laughs> what's, what can be done and what can't be done. That's excellent. Well, and again, now you've got this, Mrs. Creel is the, uh, is the current uh, antagonist. Do you have ideas obviously for other new antagonists for Catwoman or are we going to see other DCU people pop up or both? Well, I can't really say, but um, <laughs> I got a lot of interests in a lot of characters. Um, cool. So, yeah, but for now, I'm I'm a really I love drawing this bad lady. She just makes me laugh. Like she's so ugly, <laughs> and just the idea of like you know she's destroyed her body through plastic surgery and drugs, and you know. To me, it's like, well, I can't say it without giving out story stuff. Okay, but no problem. There is some reflections of, I think, Selena in her oh. if her life had gone a different way. And so it's kind of like two sides of the same coin. Interesting. I also like how dark she is that she's literally harvesting women mm -hmm. to, to keep her going, I guess. Because yeah. she's kind of a real-life vampire and, and sort of. And, I mean, again, you get that from yeah. that first issue. Yikes. Oh, yeah. She is so much fun. And I've got, <laughs> I think in issue three, I just, no, I'm drawing it right now. Um, I'm doing a, kind of a really quick origin story of the villain. Okay. Oh, cool. And then I think issue four will be um, then flipping the coin over to see more of Selena's origin. Oh, fun. So you're going to go back to the beginning and kind of, you know tool around in, in Selena's life. That'll be cool. That's actually. Yeah. I mean, I think it's important. It's just important to me. I don't know if it's really that important, but you know, it's, if you're going to play in a world kind of establishing your rules and there's been so many origins of Selena that I just really want to kind of give a little gift to maybe new readers that have never read Catwoman before sure, and show them who she is, where she's come from to give them kind of a, uh, an idea of who she's not just this femme fatale. She's also these things. Um, and then, you know, it's also establishing to fans, longtime fans of hers, of, you know, my take on her origin. Sure. Absolutely. Are you, um, oh, I was going to ask before I forget, uh, Darwin Cook, did you ever get a chance to meet him and talk to him at all? I never did. No, I never did. Okay. Cause yeah, I loved his run. I loved Galassi and, Brew Baker's run as well, not only... Uh, oh, gosh, yeah, you know, I totally forgot. Yeah, that was lovely. And I don't know if you ever got a chance to meet Paul. He's a West Coast dude. No. Okay. Well, they're cool. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, I, 
I had a couple of conversations. You know, all, always off the air. Never got never got a chance to get Darwin on the podcast, but uh, lots of lots of uh, late night con talks and stuff. Cool guy, Aww. interesting guy, and yeah, I love. Yeah, uh, I've I've heard nothing but amazing things about him. God, yeah, and just beautiful, beautiful art. And another another guy oh that God. comes from a di- you know at it from a different angle than you, but another guy that really loves the retro stuff and everything. Oh yeah, it, so. I mean it's just like that style, like you know. Sure. I uh, well, I I can't wait because it sounds to me if you can't talk about it that we we may see other DC universe uh, people run into Selena, and I certainly hope so because. Um, yeah, I just, I, I, I love what you're doing right now with, uh, with the book and I, and I really enjoyed, uh, the, the arc that you got to do with Batman. I can't believe you literally are the first, are you the first Catwoman writer that was, that, that is a woman? A writer? Yeah. I don't, no, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. I don't know. I mean, I'll have to look it up. Yeah, I'm scratching I my head right now too. And I'm not, cause I don't think Gail, I don't think Gail ever wrote the, in the Catwoman book. Mm, and I know, I like, so. I remember, you know, um, oh, damn it, uh, uh, Bo, uh, the guy who uh, created um, Winona, Winona Earp, um, Bo, uh, Bo Smith, couldn't think of his name. Bo Smith had oh. a very significant run. Of course, Chuck Dixon had a very significant run. We mentioned Brubaker and, and Darwin. And that's why yeah, I was, like, thinking of all the all the Catwoman writers that I always appreciated over the years and you know sadly again as you know usually the case in in comic books up until the last few years it's usually been men yeah I think well and Anna Senti of course she did and shame on me you know and I always think well if it's you know there we go because I usually think of Anna's uh, yeah and of course she did it for the new 52 yeah just a couple years ago shame on me because I was gonna say I was like mostly of Anna's uh, a great daredevil writer frankly Mm, yeah you know so Jeez. Yeah, no, it's 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 intimidating to follow all these people for sure. <laughs> I understand, but you're doing good. That's all right. Great first issue. Yeah, I try not to think about it too much and just you know, I'm just trying to uh, entertain myself. Frankly, sure. <laughs> like you know, I the opportunities to do your favorite character don't come along very often, so I'm just trying to make the most of it and you know draw all the things I would love to draw and, and, and just be true to the character that I see it, you know. Absolutely. You said that you're going to, you know, tell your version of Catwoman's origin for people that might be coming in for the first time. Do you, have you received any feedback from Lady Killer fans or some of your other work that are like, hey, I never read DC stuff, but now that you're doing Catwoman, I'm in? I have, yeah, oh, which is great. really exciting. Yeah. You know, it, it, it's fun the way it turns because when I was doing um, Batman, I heard from fans of like, I don't know about this lady killer, but I'm going to pick it up. And I'm like, that's great. Absolutely. So to have like this, you know, people cross over, like it's really, really fun to see uh, people discovering new types of uh, books out there. Are we going to hear about you writing any more DC stuff beyond Catwoman? Or is the plan to, you know, like you said, alternate and be able to do your own stuff in between arcs? You know, I think it's it's fun to play around and try new things and new characters for sure. Um, but I'm I'm kind of enjoying my own little corner, uh, doing my own thing, and, and and yeah, I'm enjoying building a new city and new villains and um, and getting to play with Catwoman kind of off on my own little corner. I've I've not really written for other artists before, so. Um, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's all a learning experience. Have they announced who your who your alternate artist is going to be for the next arc? Uh, no, not for the next arc. Okay, um, I've got 
Frederico, Frederico or Frederick, I can't remember, Blanco, um, he is going to be doing the flashback origin for Catwoman. Okay. Um, because I, I, I've, I mean, I'm a sucker for different artists for flashbacks. I'm with you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I think it's just a fun little device. And then it, you know, is definitely a marker of like, you know, things are, this is a flashback. It's not current with what's happening. So we're jumping back and forth on that issue. Uh, so I'll be doing the current story and then he will be doing the flashbacks. And that's four or five? Uh, I believe that's four. Okay. Very cool. What, uh, are you watching the, uh, the CW shows? No, I've never seen one. <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I've never, I'm not, not a single one. Everybody tells me about them all the time. I haven't seen any. No problem. Now, you know, I, I wasn't able to go to San Diego. I know you were out there. What, what other shows have you got coming up this year? Um, well, I'm super excited about all the Fargo stuff they've been announcing. I'm a huge Fargo fan. Oh, yes. Oh, you're talking TV. Okay, excellent. Yeah, I, uh, and yeah. I, sure, I'm, Chris Rock and Fargo sounds fantastic. Um, yes. Not, that's, <laughs> that's a real fish out of water idea, depending on, and who knows where they're going with it, but I was in, because I really like him as an actor. I really loved, uh, yeah. I still love my wife. Oh, yeah. And I didn't yeah. even realize until I heard him in an interview that he was remaking Chloe in the Afternoon, which is a great 70s French movie. Mm, I've never seen it. It's it's great. It's the same theme, but obviously, you know, he he made it his own uh, with, I think, I, I Love My Wife and everything. And it's, it's I, I just, yeah, I, I'm fascinated by Chris Rock. So, no, I agree with you with Fargo. I'm at conventions. What other conventions are you doing oh, sure. this year? But no, it's all good. <laughs> Um, I will be, I'm going to Stockholm. Wow. I think September. Yeah. They're, the people that organize that are just so sweet. And I, I, it's maybe my favorite city ever. So, uh, I just love going there. It's just a stunning city and the people are so nice and I love to eat everything there. So I, That's <laughs> I always say yes to Stockholm. Uh, I think after that, I think New York and then I think, Think that might be it. Okay. Well, I hope to see you in New York then, because I'm, I'm eighty percent certain I'm going to New York. So are, you are Swedish then, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Cool. Cool. When you come back to Chicago, uh, and Sather's or Sather's, I think it's Sather's technically. Unbelievable uh-huh. Swedish food there. Ooh. And I actually I've not you, tried any. I've heard that there's tons in the Midwest. I was going to say, yeah. Any. No, we got a couple places actually to, to send you, as far as uh, yeah, to, to see if we're. Uh, if we're doing it right or not. Andersonville was a big uh, Swedish uh, neighborhood in Chicago, and there's still great places there. So, oh. Absolutely. That's cool. Now, I have to ask, I guess, uh, regarding Catwoman as well, um, Will are there going to be seeds of story that will dovetail back to Tom's story, or are you guys on separate tracks as far as your book and his book? Well, I think I'm not sure what I'm allowed to say at all. Um, but, yeah, me and Tom talk. Sure. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, it's not off the table. It's, yeah, I don't want to give anything away. No, no, absolutely. No, no, I, we want to. I'm, don't get me in trouble. I just got this job. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, absolutely. And I don't want, I, I'm not looking for spoilers. No, it's just in terms of, because, you know, again, you've you've sent her away. Uh, great, great moment with uh, Alfred's uh, little care package and stuff like that. That's great. Yeah, he's got to throw a little shade. So, and, yeah, again, it's, you know. No, I'm, I, I, and I don't want you to spoil, but I think having the two books gives just that much more opportunity for more 
DC Universe interaction with the two of them as, as yeah. they are apart and everything. This is the best kind of soap opera stuff when, you know, you, yeah. you take us you take us to the brink and then, you like I said, you pull the rug out from under us. And that's okay. See, again, I, I, I wasn't one of those. I mean, I was. I felt bad, and, and I talked to Tom about it on the show. I really felt bad that, you know, his story got spoiled early. Yeah, it was sad. Yeah, yeah. But by the same token. I think if you just take it on, on its face, you know, it's it seems so kind of banal. But when you read the story, yes. it's so touching and so beautiful. And I think – you know, I didn't care that it got spoiled. I was just sad that people then decided not to read this beautiful book. Yeah. Um, I think I think that was the disappointing thing. But you know, that lasted for about a week, and then now it seems like everybody's kind of read it and they're back on. And well, and again, the the shoe dropped on that last page when you realize mm-hmm. that it's been Bane that's been playing them both all this time. And even worse, yeah. uh, Holly's betrayal, which yeah. you know, again, I don't want you to spoil, but it would seem to me that there are some unresolved issues between Holly and Selena. To yeah, big time, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. No, it's great. I mean, there's a conversation has to happen at some point. I don't know if there's fists involved, but <laughs> now you know, I'm really glad you said because honestly, I um, I know there are several camps out there in as far as comic book readers that um, they almost seem to not like uh, the level of characterization that I think in, in, in today's comics, what we're getting. And I just think mm-hmm. that it this is the great opportunity, and especially as an older reader, where it's like now finally you really get into these characters' heads and we're really yeah. getting a level of conversation that's that's never been there. But it's like, well, this is this is what you want. I mean, God, when you're watching a great movie or a great television show – these are like the really juicy story moments when when these people do get together and got in, in Tom's run the double date with uh, Lois and Clark. Oh, that was so great! And all those conver- and again, that's why I just think I want to see Selena and Lois have more conversations. I think they're very yeah. you know again they have a unique perspective that few do. I would love to see Diana get in there as well, Wonder Woman, and, mm-hmm. and, and you know tell Selena a few things or by, back and forth. And again, another former. I don't even know if the Joe, Casey, uh, Bruce, and, and Diana romance is still. Uh, do you consider that canon? Is is Wonder Woman another one of Bruce's exes? I I, I know nothing about Wonder Woman. I'm ashamed to oh, say. It's okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, I I I don't know why. I I've never had much of an interest in her, but then I got to draw her okay. in the issue with Batman. Yes. And I feel like I've missed out on Wonder Woman my entire life. Because I was like, oh, my gosh. She's a blast to draw. She's so cool. Uh, I completely misjudged her. And uh, so now i got to go back and read everything. Because I, <laughs> I think she's great now. Like, I was like, oh, what have I been doing all this time? Wonder Woman's amazing. Right, and I'm, you know, I don't have my stack next to me. And I should have known. Because I wasn't sure if you drew that, that Wonder Woman and Bruce sequence when he, they went mm-hmm. off and took over for the uh, the immortal uh, the immortal dude and, and fought his battles yeah. and stuff. No, that was fantastic. That was great stuff, man. Yeah. Well, she was so so fun to draw. Yeah, and again that they even get intense and everything because it's years by their calendar that they're together yeah. and everything. No, you see that's the great stuff and again that's why I and, and back to my initial question was yeah, what do you you know, so so you know, character conversations are as important as uh, hitting each other. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, well, it's a matter of taste, isn't it? I mean, uh, some people like the really plot-driven stories. And I think in, in a lot of those instances, you can insert yourself into that character and, you know, or, or your feelings on that character, and you're just given a really great story. Uh, and, you know, other people like character-driven stories. Um, I'm in the latter camp. I really enjoy those character moments, those kind of really in-depth stories. But, you know, there's the great thing is, is there's so many comic books and so many yeah. great comics right now that, you know, you can find either or to fit, you know, your type of your thing, I'm you know? You. Yeah. No, I would. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's, it's fun. There's so many good comics right now. Agreed. Is are, is these uh, stories for DC? They're twenty pages, right? Uh, twenty-two. Oh, it is twenty-two. Okay. Is that mm-hmm. enough? Do you find that's enough? I mean, are you? Yeah, I'm exhausted by twenty-two. Okay. <laughs> that is more than enough. <laughs> I meant in terms of getting as much story as you need to in each issue and everything. No, I, but yeah, I can write it in three pages. <laughs> uh, if that means I get <laughs> no. It is fine. Twenty years is fine. I don't want any more pages. I'm with you. Okay. That... But that's that's the artist, not the writer talking, I guess. No, I hear you. That's cool. Well, geez, honestly, uh, it's it's a pleasure to get to know you better. And uh, I, ho- I hope you'll come back because I, uh, I really am enjoying what you're doing with uh, Catwoman. And again, good Lord, Lady Killer is fantastic. And I'm thrilled that uh, Volume 3 is coming. And especially the way that things ended in the uh, in the second volume. So... Uh, and and yeah, yeah, is there any other ideas on the horizon that you want to mention without spoiling what they might be about? Uh, uh, on Lady Killer? No, well, anything or well, I guess Catwoman and Lady Killer is enough. Oh, you know, we didn't mention Supergirl. Do you want to talk a little Supergirl? Oh, Supergirl. Yeah, it's a. It was with Mariko Tamaki. Uh, it was like a retelling uh, of her origin. It's it's so sweet. It's it's a really sweet story. It's, it's just lovely. Um, I think it's the only script I've ever gotten that made me tear up. Uh, it's, it's just very good. And it was the whole Argo City, you know, leaving as a teenager and leaving her parents behind? or Yeah, it was a lot of that. But I think it's, it's a lot about, like, her friendships in high school and kind of dealing with this sort of feeling of being lost but around all the people that you love at the same time. It gets, uh, it's just so touching. I, I really love it. That's cool. Have they collected it yet? Yeah, they, I think they just did. Oh, great. Okay, cool. Well, then I'm going to have to reach back and check that out. That's excellent. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, as far as any other creative, uh, creator-owned uh, like ideas percolating or uh, Lady Killer? Yeah, I'm trying one. to come up with like the next biggest book of all time. Atta girl. Uh, <laughs> great American comic book, absolutely. Yeah, of course. You know, I've got, I'm working on that right now, so... Uh, no, I, you know, I, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm working through some weird ideas. I think they start out really strange and then they kind of boil down to other things. Okay. Um, but it's definitely like, they're all just really violent and <laughs> I don't know, really violent, really dark, create your own t- kind of stuff that, yeah. That's good. It's a mess, but yeah, I'm, I'm trying to work on it. Do you ever see yourself doing Lady Killer into the seventies? And because that's such a funky fashion thing. Speaking as someone yeah. who lived through it and had to wear the leisure suits, and also, yeah. I mean, I always think honestly, like the worst examples of bad seventies clothes: Six Million Dollar Man, because he's always mm-hmm. in a leisure suit, and yeah. and uh, Mary Tyler Moore, unfortunately, and she's so lovely. 
but good lord, oh that, that polyester that she was wearing in the 70s. Man, <laughs> oof. Oh, but the colors. Colors were cool. Color, the colors were, I mean, I don't, I don't want to see an aging Josie murdering people. Okay. Um, but I do have an idea for the 70s um, that Josie's definitely in it. Okay. Ooh. But, uh, yeah. Interesting. I don't want to give away too much, but... Yeah, I mean, I gotta, I gotta draw the seventies. My ideal thing to do would just be hop forward, um, because I, do, I want to stay away from the Kennedy assassination. So I'm kind of going to leave her story off uh, right before that happened. Interesting. Okay. Wow. Really interesting. But yeah, you're right. The, you know, everything did change in '64. Yeah. And you're right about that. And it's you know, I was born in December of '64, so I, mm. I kind of focus on all the histories of that that period right before I. I was born and and certainly oh sure you know. but yeah it, it's true there really there were there were two separate sixties going on you know mm-hmm. and of course the Beatles and the and the the British invasion obviously had a nice influence as well and then of course in the into the late sixties so we we may or may not see Josie in the Summer of Love or uh, some sort of uh... I don't think so no I I think those <laughs> stories have been told uh, and and much better than I could do um, I'd like to just jump ahead to another interesting time to me in the 70s um, that would involve some current characters uh, and what they're doing in the 70s. Interesting. Um, along with Josie. Okay. Uh, but like a, a nice, you know, a retired assassin, uh, I think is a really fun story to tell. I, I would love to see a female retired assassin because I, although he wasn't retired, but I think of Max von Sydow in uh, Condor, in Three Days of a Condor. Mm-hmm. And that kind of, yeah. you know, older, older assassin that really is kind of, you know, just used to the job and everything. And it's just it's just what he does. And, yeah, I would, yeah. honestly, I always tell my friends who write crime comics and stuff. And now I will tell you as well. I would love to see somebody do a Jobert comic book. Mm-hmm. I think Jobert is like the most interesting character in comic. Oh, he is. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, there's there's a great backstory. And even what happens after Condor with that guy. Because, yeah, and just that look, that excellent kind of European look that he had and everything, too. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, you know, it could easily, I think, work. It works without dialogue, even. You know, you don't even need the lines for the most part. Like, it's it's just, it's so well done. Maybe Patricia Neal for an older Josie. For a a much older Josie, but, you know. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Hey, did you hear? I was reading it. Today, as we talk about uh, old Hollywood people, I didn't know Gal Gadot's going to do a Hedy Lamar movie. I think that's fantastic. No, I didn't know that. It's like My goodness. perfect casting. Yeah. So yeah, that's going to. I'll watch yeah, that. That's going to be neat. Did you see the Hedy Lamar uh, documentary? The PBS. No, did? it's on. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Mm. And it's fantastic. And they even have uh, audio tape of her, be, you know, kind of telling her story as part of the narration of the of the documentary and stuff. So, oh wow! Yeah, we'll have to look at that. Pretty cool. How about the Shandling uh, documentary? That's been the one that's been haunting me, and I know King and I talked about that, and Bendis and I talked about that. Uh, yeah, I yeah, I've been avoiding that and uh, <laughs> Robin Williams. and uh, what is it? The um, Mr. Rogers. You know, I haven't seen the Mr. Rogers one yet either, but I really want. I, I don't need to. I don't need to be crying. I understand. Right yeah, now. and you know, but <laughs> but I would say about the Shandling one. Anyone who's creative, I think, needs to see it because I, I think you will sympathize with his because he, you know, he really he really lays out all of his feelings, both positive and negative, and just 
mm-hmm. you know, career crossroads and doubts and, you know, it's, yeah. I, I just think any, I love that show, his HBO show. Oh, Pat uh, Larry Sanders, yeah. I, I, I loved it. Well, there's a lot in there. Uh, Do you have that box set of the, he did like the 20, his favorite 20 episodes or so, and then did all these great one-on-one interviews. And they talk about it in the documentary as well. Um, oh. oh, it's even, as Brian and I were talking about it, it's, they're better than the episodes where he really goes back and, you know, interviews Sharon Stone and um, Alec Baldwin, but also, and co-stars, but also uh, writers of the show and, and just gets into these really intense conversations. Oh, how interesting. Yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Yeah, yeah. And the, and Rob Williams is much more depressing than the uh, Shandling. Oof. That, yeah, that. Yeah, I heard it's good. It's great. <laughs> but yeah, it is. It's heartbreaking. But, well, I haven't even watched the Amy Winehouse documentary yet. Me neither. Same problem. I'm like, I'm just not ready. I'm not I'm ready. I can't do it. Yeah. No, I get it. Absolutely. Ish. I know it's very good. Everybody tells me to watch it. But yeah, I, I, I have a... Uh, I have a tough time with that. Watch the watch the Clapton twelve bars episode that or uh, documentary that Showtime has. That's 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 good. I mean, there's sad stuff in that too, but it's that's yeah. an incredible career, and they it's so it's <laughs> so good. Yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm a documentary fiend, so. Yeah, no, I, I mean, it's hard for me to stop watching the crime documentaries that I'm obsessed. The with. The true crime stuff. Do you watch true crime stuff like that? That's cool. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm sitting in a drawing chair for hours true. and hours and hours. And I need stuff to take up a lot of time uh, and keep me interested and sitting in the chair. And I think, I mean, I love dark stories. And sure. uh, if my brain can be working while I'm drawing, so I'm like, oh, the husband did it because they found this and they did that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I wasn't. And I love stories of people doing terrible things. I... It comes through the work. That's okay. I yeah. you know, I wasn't sure if because um, I know when I try to write, obviously I need music. I can't I can't listen to something else. Oh yeah, I listen to music when I write. Sure. But yeah, what kind of music do you listen to when you write? Uh, do you know? Uh, it just it depends on the story. Okay. And my mood, like, uh, I really like. I've been revisiting Watch the Throne while I've been um, writing Catwoman. Okay. Uh, I don't know why it just seems to fit. I like it, and uh, but you know it's it's always like a lot of um, soundtracks. Like I like the Fargo soundtrack a lot. Cool. When I was doing a Viking book, I would listen to the Gladiator soundtrack quite a bit. Right. Yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> yeah, it's just kind of whatever <laughs> to get me in the mood. I guess. Would you ever put together a Josie playlist of uh, appropriate music from the period for Lady Killer? Oh my gosh, I I bet Jamie would. He's a <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has and just hasn't told anybody. <laughs> Again. He's got amazing he's got amazing taste and uh in music and he has the best collection of like sixties soul I've ever seen. That's cool. That's fantastic. Um yeah. So Jamie has amazing taste in music. So I I tr- I tend not to talk about music around him because then it turns into like, oh, well, have you checked this out? Do you know this? I'm like, no, you. All, I know you know a lot more than I do. I understand. That's all right. Too funny. <laughs> well, again, you you hit the period right with Lady Killer, and I and I'm thrilled to hear that Volume Three is coming. And uh, hey, continued success. You're you're doing great, and okay. I'm, and it's it's a pleasure reading you now as well as appreciating your art. So, oh, well, thank you. absolutely. So yeah, and uh, I hope you'll come back in a, in a few months or you know at some point and everything. And then I I look forward to seeing you in New York. Yeah, absolutely. 
there we go, Joelle Jones. Man, it was a fun conversation. I'm looking forward to seeing her in New York, as I said. And now hopefully when you see her at a convention, you know a little bit more about Joelle. And you can get more than a signature, but maybe have a bit of a conversation yourself when you get to meet her. Joelle Jones. Hope you enjoyed today's Word Balloon, brought to you by the League of Word Balloon listeners. Again, thank you, League, for your support via Patreon. If you want to help out and subscribe to Word Balloon, it's greatly appreciated. You can join the League of Word Balloon listeners by hitting patreon.com slash wordballoon or going to my site, wordballoon.com, and clicking on the Patreon ad. Thank you very much for your subscriptions, League of Word Balloon listeners. Word Balloon is also brought to you by InStock Trades at InStockTrades.com. Some more great uh, books from Joelle Jones and company at InStock Trades. 12 Reasons Why I Love Her, the 10th Anniversary Edition hardcover. Jamie Rich doing the writing, Joelle Jones doing the art. It's 30% off, $13.99. Again, you get Batman Trade Paperback Volume 5, Rules of Engagement, The Rebirth, Tom King, Joelle Jones, unbelievable stuff. 42% 42% off, $9.85. Of course, Lady Killer can't rave enough about it. Man, I'm so happy. Volume 3 is coming. Really can't wait. It's such a great story. But the first two volumes are available at 42% off, $10.43. Just some of the great stuff you can find at InStockTrades.com. All your favorite writers, all your favorite artists, they're all there at great prices. And again, if your orders are $50 or more, you'll receive free shipping. It's a great company that always offers great books at great prices. InStockTrades.com Thanks again for listening to Word Balloon today. Thank you, League of Word Balloon listeners, for your support. Very excited about Terrificon coming up. You heard the commercial at the top of the show. It's this weekend at Mohegan Sun in Connecticut. Uh, Let me give you the rundown of some of the stuff I'll be doing at Terrificon. So Friday, I have two panels, a Venom panel that I'm really looking forward to, and then also a really interesting panel regarding Wolverine psychology with Dr. Susan Flores, who just wrote a book about the psychology of Wolverine, and of course, one of the co-creators of Wolverine, Roy Thomas. On Saturday, there's going to be a Black Panther panel that I'm really looking forward to, a Marvel Cosmic panel with Roy Thomas and Jim Starlin, What's New at Marvel, C.B. Sabolsky, Charles Soule, and Nick Spencer, then 80 Years of Superman, featuring Jerry Ordway, Pete Tomasi, Roger Stern, and Paul Kupperberg. Are you kidding me? Unbelievable. Then, Sunday, very excited about a Robin panel that we're going to be doing with Denny O'Neill, Mike Barr, and Pete Tomasi. Pretty neat stuff. I am so excited about all these panels that I will be hosting at Terrificon. Can't wait to share them with you for those of you who can't make it. But please, if you're in the tri-state area, do yourself a favor. Terrificon sounds amazing. A great lineup of guests, both celebrities, comic creators. Very, very excited about this stuff. I expect to make some amazing connections at the con to not only bring you back the panels from Terrificon, but also a few other people that I hope to meet and book for future Word Balloon episodes. There are a lot of people to talk to at Terrificon, and yes, a lot of them have been showing up on Word Balloon recently. More to come. Our good friends Tim Seeley and Mike Norton will be there. Our good friends Art and Franco will be there. Uh, Again, Nick Spencer, Ryan Stegman, so many great friends. C.B. Sabolsky, I'm finally going to get to sit down and talk to him. Pete Tomasi, I'm going to have two conversations with him on panels. So really, really happy uh, talking. My buddy Charles Soule, honestly, this is great. This is what I love about conventions. Um, For me, it really is old home week where I get to hang out with some of these great people. 
that uh, I get to talk to via Skype or on the phone, but then we get together at cons and get to spend some more quality time. So very excited about this weekend's Terrificon. I hope you can join us out there. Until the next episode, we're, there's still a couple episodes to go and several more in August, but even one more this week on Word Balloon that I'll be uh, sharing with you before I head out to Terrificon. And I also have one ready to go at the beginning of the week before we get into our Terrificon panels, another solo thing. I've been neglecting the new creators, the current creators. I've been talking a lot of to uh, the classic creators, and I'm always happy to have those conversations. But we need to catch up with some of the new books and current books that are out there. That's the point of Word Balloon in the next couple episodes. I hope you'll join me for some great comic book discussion. Until next time, Word Balloon is a copyright feature of Shaky Productions, copyright 2018. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.